so many people want to start a business and they're like, okay, well, why didn't I hit my million dollars in revenue three months into it? Are you kidding? That's like telling a pregnant woman, hey, can you speed this up? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just not, <laughs> it's not possible. I think when you start a project and you want to, you know, focus on what your success looks like, you really have to figure out what am I doing every day to move that needle. Welcome to Seriously Catherine, a podcast about taking your business seriously, but not yourself. All right, episode two, guys. I can't believe it. I'm, I'm still here. Here for it. I hope you're here for it, too. On this episode, our guest is Annie Berdar. She is the co-founder of Bear Blends. And if you've been to a Bear Blends, then you know how delicious these smoothies are. And so she's here to tell us her story. This week's hot take is all about TGIF. So this prompted a rabbit hole of research last night based on, and conversations at the dinner table. So we have Sunday dinner, and first first of all, we ordered the family dinner from Fat Polly's with spaghetti meatballs. It comes with two loaves of bread, four salads. We got cannolis too. It didn't come with it, but you should get the cannolis because they're good. Anyway, so we're sitting around the kitchen table and I brought up Suzanne Summers and she just passed away. RIP. But she was like the quintessential hot mom. Wouldn't you say? I mean, I, I was a kid and I was like, man, she's beautiful. She's so in shape. She looks so good. She's been working that thigh master and I just loved her. And I loved her on Step by Step. She was the mom in Step by Step with, I think it was Patrick Duffy was the dad who also was, was a pretty hot dad. He was like manly man, hot dad. Okay. So there, I don't know if anyone knows what the show is, but it came on TGIF. It was, you know, after you got home from school on Fridays, you turned on the television, you watch all these shows that all came in a row. So Step by Step was one of them. And Mark thinks Family Matters was one of them. Okay, Family Matters. And then I said, well, was, was the Cosby show one of them? Because I definitely watched the Cosby show growing up. Somebody has to like let educate me here like what was the actual rundown schedule of show for TGI for, uh, TGIF but what's really really cool right so my sister-in-law she is seven years older than Mark and she was like listen Suzanne Summers wasn't known for step-by-step step. she was known as Three's Company and so we talked all about that but I mean how awesome is this like this woman spanned generations of people anyway R.I.P. Suzanne Summers and the thigh master. She was also a big advocate. She went through breast cancer, survived breast cancer. She was a big advocate about that. She publicly was battling that. Also, I found out that she passed away on CBS Sunday morning. That's where I get, that is where I get my news. So I have to give a shout out to Miss Helen Lang, which is my best friend from high school and college's mom. She always had CBS Sunday morning on like if we spend the night Saturday night drinking whatever we wake up and she always had it like blaring CBS Sunday morning I always thought like oh my god this is such an old lady's show and now I am that old lady in my <laughs> in my sweater watching CBS Sunday morning it's so uplifting like a silver lining of the news we watch it as a family the girls watch it they also learned they learned about all the news right in the world through CBS Sunday morning um, because I don't watch the news in the morning. I don't I don't watch it at night either. Okay, we don't want to go there because this is an es this is escapism. And so I don't want to talk about the news right now. <laughs> but I did learn, I learned that Suzanne Summers passed away on CBS Sunday morning. They did like a memoriam at in like during the credits and stuff. So anyway, just took us down a rabbit hole. And I wanna know, do you know the step by step theme song? Because I do. Oh, here's a good face palm mom moment. So my kids are obsessed with Target. They want to go to Target all the time. And then we go through the self-checkout. And I usually do, like, just let them get a little something. So lately they've been getting, it's like this bottle of, it's almost like a bottle of pixie sugar. And then there's literally a nipple that they dip into, which the nipple is, is candy, like hard candy. And they dip it into the powder and then they suck on it. <laughs> it's so weird. So... 
And I prefer them to get Kinder Joys. I'm, like, that's how I usually direct, like, try to influence their decisions to get the Kinder Joys. This one particular time, Ruby got a push pop, which is just, like, hard candy, and you push it up. And Zia got this stupid bottle thing. And we get in the car, and it's like, we went through Target. I brought both of these children to Target with me, which is the first mistake. We get to the car, and I'm, like, just so grateful to be in the privacy of my own vehicle ish, right? Because I'm like in between cars. I got them in the car seat. Like simultaneously, they both drop their shit, right? They lose their shit and they they drop their shit and then they lose their shit. And then I lose my shit because it's like, I'm not going to pick up this candy off the ground in the Target parking lot and hand it back to you to to eat, right? And anyway, so like this was just an experience, like one of those moments where you're just like, what, why, why was I thinking that I should bring these rotten children to Target and then give them what they want and then they destroy it by dropping it and just like losing it, you know? So obviously if you're a parenting expert, you can send me a message and let me know like what I got wrong here, probably because I was giving them what they wanted and they hadn't had naps or whatever it is, but it was just one of those moments where I'm just like, fuck, what was that? Was I thinking? Why? Why do I do this to myself? So another like a recurring theme in my life is that I have FOMO. So like, for example, on Friday, Mark got home. He's traveling for work. So he got home. Must have been like 5, 5.30. And we were all getting ready to go to the Halloween fun festival at Posey and Ruby School. And so I had every intention on like all of us going and Zia was with my sister-in-law, so we didn't have to battle her. And so we were all going to go to this thing. And Mark's like, actually, why don't you just stay home? Why don't you just stay and just chill and have like two hours of just doing whatever it is you want to do? And I'm like, okay, like this seems like this should be the best thing, right? But so, so then I did. I let them go. They went to the fun festival of whatever. And around 8.05, they're like home already. The thing ended at 8, but they were home at 8.05, which seems strange to me. And they were like, Posey was not thrilled. Ruby was upset because she didn't realize it was going to be like a scary thing. I guess she didn't want to do the haunted house. She didn't want to do the scooter thing. And she said everyone was jumping out at her. Everyone was dressed up. I'm like, yeah, dude, it was Halloween. It's a Halloween fun festival. So anyway, my point was, had I been there right? It would have been a different experience. I'm not saying Mark is not fun. He really, he is. He's a fun guy. But the whole experience is overwhelming. And so he probably wasn't the most fun version of himself, especially not in Ruby's eyes. Posey had a great time. She was like, you know, look, I did the, I did the scooter thing and I did the, the haunted house and I'm in and out, ready to go. And Ruby was just upset. She, so my point though is like, I, I get FOMO. So it's like, I'm being gifted this free time to be by myself on a Friday night to do whatever it is I want to do, which I, I think I took a shower. <laughs> Again, vacation for me is a shower with no one opening the curtain and asking for anything. The bar has been lowered. Hospital stays or a shower without interruption. But I have like FOMO. So I'm like, you know, also when I have the opportunity to do whatever it is I want to do, I want to work and I want to be with my kids. All right, guys, today I have something truly special for all of you listeners out there, especially if you're planning a getaway or a staycation in the heart of Saratoga Springs, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the hidden gem of Saratoga Springs, the Adelphi Hotel. Not really hidden, though, because it is right smack dab in the middle of town on Broadway. If you're searching for an experience that combines history, luxury, and modern charm, the Adelphi Hotel is the place to be. It's more like a resort, if you ask me. I've had the opportunity to stay here, and let me tell you, it's an absolute dream. Did you know that they also host events and weddings? Yes, they do it all. The Adelphi Hotel is more than just a place to stay. It's an experience in itself. Picture yourself in a room with stunning decor and plush bedding. You will feel like royalty. If you're able, definitely book the Polaris room because it has a jacuzzi tub on the balcony. I mean, what mom doesn't need a staycation here with no kids and maybe even no husband? Foodies, listen up. Morrissey's Lounge and Bistro, their on-site restaurant, offers a culinary journey that's nothing short of exquisite. Have you had the best sushi in town yet? Well, this is where you get it. Get the rainbow roll. You'll thank me later. So, dear listeners, whether you're planning a romantic getaway, a girl's weekend, or just a relaxing solo escape, the Adelphi Hotel is your perfect destination. When you're here, you're not just a guest. You're part of the legacy of Saratoga Springs. Book your stay today. 
the Polaris rate. Today on Seriously Catherine, I'm so excited to be sitting down with Annie Berdar. She is the co-founder and franchiser for Bear Blends, the president and COO for the Bear Blends franchise. She's on the board of directors for the United Way of the Greater Capital Region. She's recently been honored by the Business Review as a woman in business and previously won New York State's Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Annie's passions include nutrition, education, business development, health and wellness, and the culinary arts. I hope you love our conversation about imposter syndrome, how she does it all, her love for the Capital Region, and what's next. Let's talk about you. Wait, you were working at the yoga place. Yes. Yes, that's where you met So, yeah, my partner, Jess, she had, you know, now more, but she had 10 years plus of business experience when I met her, and she founded the Hot Yoga Studio, and I loved yoga. I still love yoga. I still teach yoga, actually, like right at the— Yeah, Hot Yoga, right? Hot Yoga spot. Yeah, 100%. Um, But, yeah, so Jess and I um, came together when I was— 22, 21, 22, because I wanted to teach at her yoga studio. She asked me, you know, what are your plans for the future? And at the time I was pursuing biochemistry. I loved nutrition. I loved science, but I didn't know if I wanted to be in the medical field or not. I didn't believe in big pharma to a certain extent. I mean, it's obviously necessary um, in some capacities, but I just thought, you know, why don't we focus more on preventative medicine? And do I really want to go down that rabbit hole? Am I going to be satisfied with a job in that field? And I realized, you know, kind of like you when you were um, first starting out, like, I just want to do this and solve this problem. And here's how I think I'm going to do it. And so when she asked me that question, I said, you know, I love science and I love all those things, but I would really love to own some type of healthy cafe concept because I really do believe that, you know, you are what you eat. And I believe that if you approach it from like an educational standpoint and a science background, you can help move the needle in the right direction when it comes to health and wellness, Yeah, especially in this country. I mean, we eat so much garbage, you know, and sometimes unknowingly. You know, we don't necessarily well, I know. I would say the majority of everyone we know, like, you know, we're, yeah, America in general is like processed food. Yeah. And it just um, keeps getting worse, which is so interesting. Like, statistically, it keeps getting worse and worse. Like, And you know better. Right. Yeah. So she asked me and I, that was my answer. And she said, I, uh, you know, I love health and wellness too. And I also want to start a business related to food, but I don't know how to do it. And I lease the space next door to my hot yoga studio. Do you want to, like, do it together? Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of how it started. And I made that my baby. And we opened in a 700-square-foot space. It was so tiny. And we only did um, bowls and smoothies at the time. And I knew I wanted to expand what we could do. And and, and we just kind of grew from there. I mean, we I worked my butt off. I didn't, yeah. you know— didn't sleep. I still don't. Yeah. Well, the, you the business were, keeps evolving. You yeah. Know? So it's like, yeah. And you were like behind the counter, you know, like making. I literally was up. behind the counter yesterday in my yeah. store. So yeah. there's like, I don't think, you know, some people glamorize this whole like business owner thing. And it's like, if I got to scrub toilets, I'm going to scrub toilets, you know, yeah, I yeah. got to do whatever I got to do to make it. Stuff. Well, and I, I mean, I think that that's why like what you, who you are as a person resonates with me so much is like, you're so authentic and you really do show kind of like the ins and outs of it. Right. So like you're still, and you're still teaching yoga. Yeah. You're still working behind the counter at Bear and, 100%. and then on the flip side of it, you're putting together franchise disclosure documents. <laughs> I'll never forget you were at Pallet. You had like yeah. your first meeting yep. um, with a potential fran- franchisee. And you were like so excited yeah, and um, freaking out. <laughs> and yeah, I was just like, wow, you're doing this. And yeah. it, hap- it seemed to me, I know this is not the truth, but it seemed to me like it did happen overnight. Like you were on it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you have meetings lined up. It was like, I don't know how else to say it, but overnight it was like so exciting. Yeah. It and was like, very quick. Um, I think there is a benefit to that. And then I think there's also a drawback to that, you know, because you get really excited to your point, what we were kind of talking about before, you get really excited about where you see yourself going. And sometimes that excitement overcomes you and you, you know, you don't necessarily put everything in place to say, okay, when this happens, what am I going to do? Or like, where, where are the support that I need? Or what happens when a global pandemic happens, (laughs) you know? Um, And so, I think it it seems like it happened almost overnight. It, there was, you know, there was a lot of work behind it, but it I mean, yeah, in hindsight, we opened a location. We did really well with it. We opened a second one. It was crushing it. We turned it into a franchise and now here we are. And yeah. I, and I honestly I love cuz 
our food is gluten-free, it's vegan, it's whole food plant-based. Like we really don't serve garbage in any capacity. And it's so exciting to me to see how many people are interested in being a part of that, you know, because they're like so many people do care about health and wellness. They just don't necessarily understand how to incorporate that into their lives. So the initial excitement with the franchise was so validating for yeah. me. And I, I'm i so grateful for that. And yeah. I, even the continued interest in the franchise, people just wanting to bring health and wellness to their own community. Yeah. It's, it makes me feel like I did something right. You know? Yeah. Or you're doing it. I mean, you're literally yeah, in the moment it. of it, right? You're doing it right now. Yeah. So you own, like from a local standpoint, you own, is it three locations? Yep. Like corporately owned? Yep. And then you have these franchisees and how many are we up to now? Yeah. So we have four local franchises. And then we have uh, one out in Colorado. We're actually opening Boston this weekend. We're waiting on one more permit to pass for them. So um, I say that lightly, but hopefully uh, this weekend, Boston is going to open, which is a brand new market for us. I'm so excited about it. It's right. I don't know if you're familiar with Boston or. Yeah. Mark and I lived in Boston and uh, we lived in the Back Bay neighborhood. We just went there. We brought the kids back just to see it. It It was fun. I mean, it's, it's a different, yeah, it's a, it's a big city. It's a, yeah. Right. So, and you, are you targeting college towns? Honestly, yes and no. I think targeting more urban areas is something that I'm looking to do moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, like our Saratoga store is absolutely, has been crushing it from the beginning and it just keeps, you know, getting better and better. And we're technically off what some people would call the beaten path because right. we're right off Broadway, but we're right behind the, the Welcome Center. Yeah, well, so, you have parking. You don't right. have to deal with Broadway bullshit. You, right. you like, and and the girls in there are so sweet. Oh, thank you. Like, just they're just so like kind. Yeah. It's like they they know you. I mean, but this is like. The, but I think it's also because like we do something that makes them feel like them serving something that they know they are excited to serve. Like I think they genuinely enjoy making the product because it's unique. Mm-hmm. I think they enjoy prepping for the salads that we do because it's so unique. Like what other place are you going to go to where they're like, I'm going to teach you how to make whole food plant-based ingredients. And if nothing else, you can take this with you as a life skill from here on out. You know, so now like in your own life, you know how to make overnight oats and you know how to make healthy smoothies and you know how to tell the difference between something that's healthy and something that's not. So I think they genuinely enjoy that piece of it. And I think some people really enjoy customer service some people don't, but the ones who enjoy interacting with the public and sharing yeah. the fact that like we're doing something super healthy. And, yeah. You yeah. know, I think it makes them feel good. So yeah. we really try to focus on that positive work environment and make it not extremely taxing for them on the back end. You know, like I'm always looking at the operation and saying like, how can we do better and how can we operate more quickly? But of course, without compromising the product. And I think that's where sometimes when people develop food service concepts, sometimes they compromise the integrity of the product for that service piece mm-hmm. of it, for the mm-hmm. speed. And um, when it comes to natural food, you really can't cheat it. It's either natural or it's not. Yeah, you know? yeah. I remember one day I walked in, they were, I don't know what she was cooking. It sounded like garlic and like, it must have been like tofu or yeah, something. We make a roasted garlic tempeh oh, on one of our salads. It was, it's so good. It smelled so good. And yeah. I was just blown away. And then there was something. So I just went to Kripalu a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Have you ever been? I'm sure no, you have. I No, I haven't actually been. But I've Annie! I know. Well, yeah. In my next <laughs> life, when I have more time, I'll do more things. But. I know. So so the first time I went to Kripalu was in March. Yeah. And I just needed to get away. We had childcare, So I was like, peace out. You yeah. Know? And it, it's a yoga retreat. It's a yoga wellness retreat center like lots of people who are into yoga know about Kripalu yeah they've trained there it's yes. like supposed to be like the you know the country's best training like the mecca mecca of, yeah yeah yep. So I am not even, like, I think I almost died the first time I attempted hot yoga. I think I <laughs> went outside and puked in the parking lot. Yeah. But just to point out, like, I'm not this, like, act. I'm active because I have three little kids, but I haven't worked out since, you know. I haven't worked out in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wasn't going for the yoga. I was going for just like the getaway. And it was so transformational. So yeah. all the food is included, right? So you yeah. go there and you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. It's all like, yeah, you know, health and wellness, healthy. It's like plant-based. And, yeah. There's everything. And I was, they, they do like a tempa. I don't know if it's temp. It's like, can, is tempa, can you ground it? 
You can, yeah. Or maybe it was tofu, grounded tofu, but it was like a tofu, whatever, scramble, like in the morning. It was like peppers. And I was just like, this food is so good. How is it tasting so good? Yeah. But it's like, it was a great exercise in like, you know, just resetting. Yeah. You know, like if you're not eating shit, then the good stuff starts to really taste good. Right. And I think it's like with that point, that's one of my favorite things to do, to show people that this stuff can be really, really good. And it's actually easy to make. It's easier to make than animal-based products. I know, but like I still can't bring myself to make a smoothie at home. I have to go to Bear. Yeah. Well, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm not going to tell you how to make a smoothie. So tell me, you brought smoothies, obviously. Yeah, yeah. um, I'm not saying like I invited you to be on this podcast because I would get free smoothies, but (laughs) there was a thought in my head like surely she's going to bring smoothies. But so tell me what, what is in this one. I usually get the um, California cleanse. Yeah. When I go to the bear, I go to the one in Saratoga Springs, and I don't even know what it has. In. It has like blueberries. Yep. Yeah. Because I was like looking for blueberries. Yep. And the California cleanse got it's got protein in it. Yep. Vanilla protein. And kale. It's got so you get your greens kale. in there. Yep. All but it's else. so good. Yeah. Like how how is it is it the sweetness from the blueberries? Yeah. Uh, no, probably from the banana in oh, there. Oh, banana. Yeah. Okay. So there's banana okay. in there, and the vanilla protein has a sweeter flavor to it too. So it it, it hides like the bitterness from the kale. So this one so is this called a pumpkin chip muffin smoothie. So I brought stuff from our fall menu because we okay. have a fall menu right now. The pumpkin chip muffin smoothie also has protein in it. It's really good. It has real pumpkin, um, banana, vanilla protein. Um, cacao nibs, which is like a natural form of chocolate. So, you know, no dairy, no sugar in there. And then it's blended with almond milk. That one's one of my favorite mm. breakfast smoothies. Um, it's really good. So, so good. And is it, I guess there is no peanut butter in it? Nope. No. It tastes like. There's like a little, <laughs> little flavor in there. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I love that one. And then I brought the autumn berry one, which is one of my favorites because I'm a big berry girl. Um, but that one is acai, blueberry, strawberry, cinnamon, and nutmeg. And has like a tiny hint of agave in there to enhance that. Yeah. And the berry, it's really good. And you can add protein to anything. So do you, so when you are eating like throughout the day, mm-hmm. do you, you can't live off of smoothies. No. What else so do you eat? We have, you know, we have smoothie bowls. We also do salads. We do grain bowls. We do um, gluten-free vegan waffles, both sweet and savory ones. So there's plenty of variety for sure. I'm a big salad girl and honestly... I'm so proud of the salads that we serve because they're so nutritionally complete and they were designed that way. So they have plant-based protein in them, but not any um, like synthetic meat substitutes or anything like that. As much as I love that those companies are creating those products because they're definitely healthier than the meat that you would eat. But I think, you know, getting food in its most natural form is the best. So we use um, like tofu and tempeh and nuts and seeds to add the protein into our salads. We do grains in the form of whole grains, um, and they're also gluten-free grains. So, you know, they appeal to the gluten-free customers that we have too. And then we'll add like different vegetables that have different benefits to them that also help with the absorption of the nutrients in the other ingredients in the salads. Yeah. Like everything's very well balanced. There's greens with both our grain bowls and our salads. So people get, you know, their daily serving of greens as well. All the dressings that we make are made in house. They're very um, clean as well. We don't put any preservatives in them. They only last a couple days. So everything is like as fresh as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah. So I, I'll, I'll have like a smoothie in the morning or like a smoothie bowl. And everything's like pretty filling too. When you eat real food, it's like very nutrient dense. I think a lot of our clientele live in Saratoga. We kind of appeal to this type of customer base. The product isn't cheap, you know, so right candidly, like it's something that you have to have disposable income to afford. And yeah. um, I try to combat that personally in donating my time with different organizations that focus on childhood education, nutrition, health and wellness. I'm also on the board of directors for United Way, and we have a bunch of different like nutrition-related projects uh, that we do. And so right now, just with supply chain and with ingredients, I mean, healthy is expensive and you have to pay a premium for it. Unfortunately, if I could give away a smoothie for free every day or multiple smoothies or our entire menu, I would um, because I really do believe in the benefits of our product. But obviously it's a business. So there's that piece of it. So I think just naturally, you know, demographically, Saratoga is appealing. 
But that being said, too, we're in other markets throughout the capital region, and all the locations do very well. So I think we've also kind of come to a point where people are willing to invest in their health, and I think people prioritize that and know that, you know, if you— spend that extra money on eating healthy ingredients, you're probably not going to have to spend as much money later on um, on healthcare. So You live in yeah. Saratoga, right? Yeah, so I live so. in Saratoga. Yeah, I live in Saratoga. I live right on Broadway. And I, I mean, I personally love it here. I'm originally from Westchester. Um, my family still lives down there. And, you know, we're, we're always very close to the city. And in high school, when I, when I had my friends in high school, it was like we all, you know, went to college. We went our separate ways. And some of them— most of them went to work in the city and stayed in Westchester. And I was like that one that stayed up in upstate New York. And I honestly love the capital region. And there is so much opportunity for growth and development here. And I've said this a million times. Like, I just think that with the energy and like the business focus that we have here, we could make the capital region such a special place. Um, for sure. So I, I just, I really enjoy the community up here. I love being up here. I really like Saratoga. Um, yeah. Well, I consider yeah. you like a regionalist, right? You're like all about, you're not, yeah. you know, you, there are, there are some people who just like stay in Troy or stay in Schenectady or stay in Saratoga. A lot of people just stay in Saratoga. Right. I try to bounce around, you um, know, I do like, but you, yeah, you yeah. do. You get around the whole region. Yeah. And I have friends who, <laughs> I have I don't, friends it sounded, who, uh, <laughs> it sounded bad, but that's, get around. we need everybody to get around. Yeah. Well, I think it's important, right? Cause there are so many different pockets of awesomeness. That's it, a horrible word, it's but so that's true. so true. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't mind. Like, I think like, last week I drove down to Schenectady one day, came back, went to yeah. Latham, came back. Like I just, and I love I love the North Way. It's like yeah. the only time that I get a chance. <laughs> Do you? To, I don't know if I love the North Way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time I get a chance to like be alone in my car, yeah. like listening to a podcast or listening to yeah. the radio. You know, you I need that separation from church and state sometimes, yeah. I think, you yeah. know, like I, uh, I, so my corporate office is in Latham and I feel the same way. Like I, I drive down there, you know, pretty much every day and I'm like, this is, this is great. This yeah. is my podcast time. Yeah. 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 So, and I, I feel like the pro, like I live right downtown. The kids go to school downtown, Palace downtown. So yeah. I literally sometimes will never leave like the, a two, three block radius. Yeah. It's not, it's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there, it's great to have that, right? Whether right. like, I, I mean, I used to say when we really lived downtown, I used to say like, we put more miles on the stroller than the car, mm -hmm. you know? And it was. Which is kind of great though. You yeah. know, like I, I don't hate that. Sometimes there are definitely times when I wish that our corporate office was in like the Saratoga store. So yeah. I just walk down the street. Yeah. Know? Well, and I think that with the capital region, we have that capacity where we can, we can some days stay in the neighborhood and some days we can go out and it's yeah. still, everything's very accessible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So did you just open one in North Greenbush, East Greenbush? Yeah. Troy? North Greenbush is the one that's, um, the most recent one in the capital region. Um, it's right across from Hudson Valley. So they actually developed that whole area recently. They put in roundabouts where there were previously a bunch of traffic lights. So the traffic flows really smoothly. And they put in where, so we're in a building where one end cap is Starbucks. I think we're the other end cap, actually. Maybe. You yeah. Have a drive through? No. Oh. But that would be cool. I mean, it's, that would be great. It's just our product like requires so much attention to detail right now. Again, yeah. it's that whole like I don't want to compromise the product and pump it out. If I could make it happen, I would. Don't you worry. <laughs> a drive through. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be great. Oh. And this is like a perfect example of like people who jump the gun with things, right? Because it's like, what a great idea. Cool. So instead of like I think most people, or at least maybe this is just me because this is just how I used to operate, but I'd be like, great, let me find a building with a drive-thru and we'll just do it. You know, yeah. you don't know what you don't know. You'll figure it out along the way. Right. But it's like, no, you can't do that. Like you really have to operate from the mindset of like ready, aim, fire, because yeah. if you don't, I mean, that could be a huge failure. I mean, yeah. what if nobody comes to my drive-thru and all this money that I invested in yeah. um, building a drive-thru isn't worth it. And know? it's more expensive to have that. that oh my end. God, it's so expensive. Well, because yeah. if you if you propose it the way that you just did, right, I just doubled my operations. So I just doubled my labor cost right there, mm -hmm. right? And then all the signage that you need to display for a drive-thru, 
that costs a ton of money, you know, making sure that it's open and operating when we want to just overseeing it costs a ton of money. How much more product do I have to order? That's a risk in and of itself. So it's like, yeah, you know, I think like really figuring out and this is for like anyone I think who wants to start a business. It's just really figuring out what you want to be doing every single day in your business and really figuring out what it looks like and what the potential failures are with it yeah. and the potential successes too, you know, mm-hmm. um, not to be negative, but no, it's you know, true. I think it's I don't, just, th- nobody yeah. thinks about it. What I believe is a big disconnect is that we see the end result yeah. for a lot of people's successes or even failures, right? Yeah. We see the end result and we are like, wow, we, okay, we don't want that or we do want that. Yeah. And you've, you don't, we're not, we're not told or the veil's not lifted or the hood's not lifted underneath of what happens in the in between, right? right. Like the, the COVID, the, right. I mean, just like the, the staff person who just doesn't show up one day. Like you don't, we don't, not everyone shares that part of it. Yeah. And it's so much of it. Right. Right now, like if there's like one main thing that goes well, there are like five things that didn't go well, which are, with the, what, my perspective is how did I show up in those circumstances? Yeah. And I'm proud to say that I like do try my best every day and think holistically about a, about a problem to come up with a solution. But, you know, if you focus on just the one thing that went right, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, I just don't think we get a full picture. Like, you know, Beyonce doesn't, she didn't just like overnight have everything that she has, right? It, right. It, it took a lot of time, like a lot of planning, yes. a lot of due diligence, like, you know. I well, think, And I think that's the biggest key to success. I really think it's just time and patience. I think, I mean, and I really, I think that when you talk about success, because so many people always wonder, you know, like, what do you, like, what is the golden ticket to success? And like, I actually listened to a podcast about this the other day and I thought it was really insightful. And the person who was sharing their opinion had reached that point in their career where they were like, okay, now I feel like I'm qualified to talk about this. And, you know, candidly, I know I'm personally not there yet. I mean, there's no way I've been owning and operating businesses for five years. And I think I'll be where I want to be maybe in 10 years if everything goes well. So like maybe ask me in another five years, you know, what my, what I think success looks like. But I think so many people have, you know, there are autobiographies written and there are resources out there for you to read about success. And a lot of people are like, well, you got to wake up early and start your day and, you know, you got to (laughs) work work really hard at it. And it's like, okay. Um, But I really think that it's just patience. Like so many people want to start a business and they're like, okay, well, why didn't I hit my million dollars in revenue three months into it? And it's like, are you kidding? That's like telling a pregnant woman, like, hey, can you like speed this up? You (laughs) know, it's like, it's just not, (laughs) it's not possible. Like the universe decided that it takes nine months to make a baby. Yeah. And so it's going to take nine months. You know what I mean? But I think when you like start a project and you want to, you know, focus on what your success looks like, you really have to figure out what am I doing every day to move that needle? Like what role do I play in my success and what does my life look like through that process so I can hit that point of success? Right. Because I think too, when you ask somebody like, what do you want? They're like, well, I want to be rich, you know, and I want generational wealth for my family. And I want to start a business that's going to make me all this money and whatever. And it's usually like very fiscally focused or, and it's kind of like, okay, but what do you, what do you want? Like actually, you know what I mean? And what are you willing to 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 do? do? And how long are you willing to wait? Right. Because I think everybody kind of has their time, you know, like if I want to be successful in five years, I got to make sure I have a plan in place And I got to understand my role and my team's role and what the potential drawbacks are and what the potential um, elevations are through that process. And you got to be realistic about it. And I think that's if people really sit down and think about all those things, that's where they usually give up. Right. Because they're like, oh, a lot of work. (laughs) Right. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So I was having this conversation at dinner the other night with a friend of mine that I went to college with and she lives up here now. And we were just talking about my perspective was, listen, you go through a lot of, you know, hard times, trauma, what have you, and yeah. and it builds you, right? Yeah. And then you come out on the other side of it and you are who you are, you know? And she was like, that's total bullshit. Like, you didn't have to go through trauma or like hard times to be who you are. Like, you were always going to be who you are. Yeah, And so I just, I would love to get your perspective on this because 
Some may say, like, well, you were at the right time at the right place. You met Jess. She gave you this opportunity. You guys partnered to open Bear. Would you have opened? Would you have opened Bear? Would you have done something already? Yeah. So I think that was my intention already. I, you know, I am very grateful for the partnership with Jess, but the partnership doesn't come without its flaws. And this business has not come without its flaws and with its areas for improvement, you know, absolutely not. Like, and I think sometimes when people look at people who are successful, they see an article written about them or something and they're like, wow, like this person popped up overnight. You know, they built a million dollar business. Like it looks like overnight. I I fucking love when people tell me that. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're so you have no clue, right? You well, have no you idea what I've given up to be here or how many hard conversations I've had with my partner or mm-hmm. how many, you know, just like, oh my God, so many difficult conversations right. that you have to have and hard work and boundaries. I mean, just it's, it's, it doesn't piss me off, but it also is like, makes me feel like, okay, I must not be sharing enough. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I go back to like, people just don't, they just don't know, which again, this is kind of like the purpose of this podcast is like to dispel the myth that, you know, I am successful or I have it all together or I know exactly what I'm doing. You right. know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's like, you know, it's admirable to want to share those things, but I think no matter what, you're not going to reach every single human being on the planet. And it, what do you mean? The, I, the world, the world, <laughs> global domination. The world, the right. world is watching. the world's not going to know. Um, but I think it's just human nature to be yeah. like, oh, you know. And, and it's like the way that our society is right now. Everything is so immediate and instant, and it's the same thing like with Instagram. You know, I look at Instagram and I'm like, wow, this person's life is so perfect. Why can't my life be perfect? You know, do you know? I mean, but some but people watch you and they right, think and they're that. Like, right. I'm like, I'm, I saw that video of you doing like a upside down handstand thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what you do when you're a yoga person. But I'm like, holy shit, you, your body is incredible. You are living this amazing life, right? So well, I think that's but what that, it looks like, you know, all right, the time. But, that, not but saying, it is what it is, right? Like you right. are showing exactly what's going on. Right? right. So this is a good topic, I think, because I think like Instagram is so deceiving. Right. And I've tried for probably the first like two to three years of bear. I wouldn't share anything that wasn't related to work because I didn't want people seeing that I had friends, <laughs> you know, and and that I could be um, a normal human being, you know, because I was like, well, you know, people always have opinions and I don't want anybody to formulate a negative opinion about me. And then I hit a point like a year ago where I was like, fuck it. Like I want, if I want to go out there and I want to be like, hi, I'm at a restaurant and I'm having a drink with my friend. You know, I mean, I'm not going to like post naked pictures or anything crazy, but like, (laughs) I, I was just like, I'm a normal, like I'm allowed to enjoy my life. Yeah. And have a life. Yeah. And, but I, I mean, yeah, but but you, but this is similar to like I I think our upbringing, right? Yeah. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're raised by strong, hardworking immigrants. Parents, yeah. You know, you work harder. You you know, like that's that's just like the white knuckle it power right. through, right? And I'm the same way. Yeah. Like both my parents still work. I don't think they're ever going to retire. Yeah. Work, 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 work. And yep. it's like you know, well, what about the other side of it? You yeah. know, so I think it's important. The other the other part of it too is like this shifted my perspective a little bit. Is like when because I would I would feel guilty sharing right like that I went to Disney World because I'm a fanatic for Disney like I'm obsessed I've seen and I <laughs> we know we know Catherine we know so but I would feel bad about sharing that or going out to eat or like I get it you know but oh it's yeah like but then I thought to myself I see other su- successful other people that I admire who work really hard, who have this full life, and they are also celebrating their life, right? But they're isn't like, it crazy? And I'm not jealous, and I'm not pissed at them. I'm like, holy shit, I want that. I want to be... Yeah. And I think it's important to demonstrate these both sides of this this world. And I have. think that's the part of me that was like, okay, I'm going to start sharing now. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to start, like, little tidbits of, you know me, who I am. Yeah, right? like you travel. It's yeah. like, I think, a passion of yours from what I can gather. I love... Love traveling. Love to travel. And you don't have kids. Nope. And are we dating anybody right now? We are. We are, but like, he can come and go, right? Like, right, if he right. wants to come on the trip, he can, but <laughs> otherwise you can go and do your own thing. Right. I think. So I'm living... 
a little vicariously through you yeah. because <laughs> although I do travel, I travel with with a party of five and not a party family. of one. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think there's like a bit of an imposter syndrome right. that that. I certainly have from time to time, and I'm sure, I mean, everyone has it. I'm sure you experience yeah. that as well. It's like, well, wh why, like, did you, <clears throat> did you get this sense, like, when you were, like, a 40 under 40, and you were your New York State business, small business entrepreneur? Yeah, New York State Entrepreneur of the Year, yeah. That was also no big, last year. No biggie. That was no big nice. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you, you, you get these ac acknowledgments, and you're kind of like, wait, is that? Oh, my is God. Is real? Like, do you guys, do you not? Well, I've okay, said this, is, this honestly, honestly, my opinion is like the capital region needs to do better if they think that I'm killing it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No, I resonate with that a little like, bit. Yeah. Like, like when I got that, when I got that New York State Award, I, um, I had such imposter syndrome because the woman who was introducing me before I received the award was reading like all this stuff that sounded so good. And I was like, is that? really me like if you only knew how many times I cried on the floor or like went days without showering because I like didn't have time you know it, it like yeah um or the fact that I wake up every day at like five just to catch up on emails from the night before sometimes you know or yeah like it just um yeah I I fully can relate 100% yeah. imposter syndrome I think it's important it's like a it's like a humility that I think is healthy to yeah. not think that we, if I stood up, like, because I got um, women of capital region, women of excellence, and women of business, yes, right? Yes, yes. And I had so much fun, mainly because I got to, like, wear this uh, incredible, over-the-top, sparkly outfit. I that love day. that. It was awesome. It was so much fun. But, like, <laughs> you get up on stage, and I'm just kind of, like— you know, I think it's I think it's a healthy dose of humility where you're like, I don't just I don't deserve to be here. But then on the flip note, it's like we do have to be a little we have to demonstrate more confidence and like, right. hey, I belong here. They wouldn't have given this to me if I didn't deserve it. You know, I'm right. inspiring. I'm motivating to people and I am helping everyone sort of like raise their standards. Right. right? I mean, so, you got nominated for the award, right? Right. So somebody had to have thought yeah, about it. Yeah, and it, I yeah. didn't realize I was being nominated. So yeah. there's, like, another misconception. Like, mm -hmm. somebody, like after that happened, people were like, well, well, who did you ask to nominate you? I was like, I didn't ask anybody yeah. to nominate me. Yeah. Like, who, is that what happens? Yeah. Is that what people do? Oh, my goodness. You know, or they the... nominate themselves. I'm like, I did not nominate myself. No, and I've, I've never done that either. And for 40 Under 40, I actually, um, I went to an event or something. I think it was like the track after, I don't know. I ran into this person who, um, we just are acquaintances. We're not yeah. very good friends. Um, yeah. Just like another but, capital region, like person that you see at events. Yeah. Just yeah. events or like we're, um, we're not far in age and we, um, yeah. have similar social circles and he had congratulated me on the event and then told a, f a friend of mine who then shared with me, like, she wasn't deserving of that award. Like, that's so humiliating to nominate yourself, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like, it's so funny also to see just how some people yeah. react to certain things like that. And that goes back to my whole, that's why I don't really share anything, you know? Um, yeah. I've been trying to, like I said, but well, if nothing comes of this, like, I think you need to share more because yeah. I think that you are inspiring. I think that people, you know, you're a role model, right? Like people like see you out in the world. You're, I mean, and you are, you're so involved at United Way and the food, you, you do the food fridge, right? Where you yep. go around, you put food in all the fridges yeah. in the region. Just the one in, um, in Albany, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's, I think there's one in Saratoga too. Yeah. So I... We did, so the Saratoga store has donated to that one a couple times, but if you asked me where that one was, I couldn't tell you. I actually Yeah, I no think idea. it's on Beekman or, you know, somewhere okay. on, like, near Over the arts. In, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. good to know. What's a tip for someone who's listening or watching that wants to start a business? If you have a proven system and it's awesome, like, great, go for it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's the greatest thing, but it's like, you really got to make sure that you have that system in place, you have the right support people, and that you grow with the intention to be, to create generational wealth, because that's what you want to do with yeah. franchising, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that sounds, and, and that's the, like, I'm connected with different franchisees and franchisors just through all of this and um, yeah. going through to the trade shows and being a part of the IFA and all of that. And it's amazing. And I feel like, I think I shared this with you at some point, um, but last 
February, January, February, I went to the International Franchise Association, like their big convention. Mm -hmm. And beforehand, I was kind of feeling like, you know, there are other business owners in this area, absolutely. And other people who own franchises too, which I've come to find out, I didn't know at the time, but I felt like my network of people wasn't necessarily the right fit for me all the time. Like if I wanted to reach out to somebody with like a franchise related question or like a growth and development related question, I just hadn't built my network up to that point yet. And I wasn't aware of the people like in this community that could yeah, maybe that help, could help me you. with those things. Yeah. And I was kind of feeling a little you know, down because I was like, you know, I'm, I'm like on this lonely Island and I don't really know who to ask for help with this thing and specific thing, right? Like specific things. And so I went to this convention and I was just thrown into this like sea of me, (laughs) you know, and I was like, wow. And I made like so many connections and it just, it's so crazy. Like how much community can really boost your morale and how important that is in your life. So I'm going to come full circle here. Watch this. Ready? So my <laughs> tip is yeah. you really, like, you have to identify if you're starting a business, you know, be friends with the people who are in a similar position. You know, be friends with the people who, like, I have connections to people at Tropical Smoothie, right? Because, yeah. like, and there's a, co- a concept called Everbowl where I was able to connect with their um, op- one of their operations people at this convention. And everybody, even though we have a very similar concept, everybody's so willing to talk about things yeah. and share and help you grow. You just have to, you know, ask the right questions and approach it from the same mentality because you never know when they're going to need a question answered from you, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it really is about collaboration. And most of these people who are entrepreneurial, they're, they're all about like making the pie bigger, not you taking a slice. So it's like, it's, it's not even competitive. It's about like, how can we support each other? And this is another thing that, you know, everything's for sale. Right. Right. So, so you support you. I mean, I don't know how many times like he has told me like, oh, well, we're selling Island Wing Company. Like we're the franchisor and we are selling that. You yep. know? So it's like there, those are things that are happening as well. So yeah. it's important to just like be open to all the possibilities and even of collaboration. In, like, the, the smallest setting, right? Because franchising is obviously like it's a little bigger, you know, and if we're yeah. talking about like somebody who's passion is to open a flower shop, let's say. Well, connect with all of the florists in your area. You know what I mean? Connect with the farmers who sell flowers. Connect with the people who operate in the same space that you do, because that's genuinely going to boost your morale and make you more successful. And then my second piece of advice, and so this, I can't take credit for this. This is Jess, but she has reminded me a lot of the time that you should operate from the abundance model. Because if you think that you have to compete with like-minded businesses, I mean, there are so many food concepts in every single um, town that I've decided to put a bear in, you know? And um, if you operate from the abundance model and know that there is enough for everybody and everybody can be successful, Mm -hmm. then you've already won half the battle because you're not freaking out about potentially losing. You're focusing on how you can win and how everybody else can win too. Yeah. So I think those are my two tips. Yeah. It's all about like, there's enough for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, but like, there's also like, I think that that's an upbringing, right? Like, right. I just like, there wasn't never enough, I think, because I grew up in a, Mm -hmm. you know, my parents worked their ass off. Every penny was spent on something, you know, so there there literally wasn't enough, right, when growing up. And I just think growing up when you're like living in that, that environment, you know, it's, it's just ingrained to you to kind of like, you got to, and you have to reset your brain and I think spending time with people who have that yeah um it's a game changer you know spending around it's like there's this person I've been hanging out with lately and it's like you know I'll say something like oh you know it it'll cost like like it's no object like nothing is an object he's like oh that's nothing that's no big deal and I'm like man like imagine had I grown up where there was 
plenty of money and plenty of food and plenty of shelter and plenty of all the things, well, right? Be who you Imagine are. like what a different version of myself I might be. I think again back to my my friend's dinner conversation, you know, it's like I would be the same person, but I would probably be a lot less stressed and a lot more hopeful and and a lot and I think just further along. You know, I have that that I mean this may be a flaw, know, but it's like I have this like sense of urgency inside of me that yeah. Like I want, I do want, I don't know. I don't know. This is like going down a whole nother tangent, but it's like you get to that, the thing that you wanted and then you're like, okay, and now what's the next? Like I, I always move the goalposts. I just yeah. constantly move the goalpost. Well, and I think other, like every successful entrepreneur does, right? I think if you grew up with having everything at your disposal and having no worries, you wouldn't have that fire. You wouldn't have the ability to be like, okay, now what? And how do I figure it out? And how yeah. do I adapt to my environment and make the change and continue to grow. And like that fire, I don't think would exist. It's like that hustle. I don't know if, I don't know if that comes from, you know, a limited upbringing or it's just, it's in you. Yeah. I I don't know. I had a a limited upbringing. I mean, my, my parents were immigrants. They got divorced when I was very young. They were very poor. They worked their asses off. I mean, to this day, like similar to yours, they're never going to retire. Yeah. And you know, I saw that, you know, you, and it's not even that you see it as a child, but you like feel it, you know, this like insecurity around finances, it's almost like ingrained in you, you know? And so immediately I think, at least for me, I was like, well, what do I do to, to try to secure that? But the other piece of that is what do I do to secure that, but also live the life that I want to live in terms of do what I want to do every day. That's why Like when I said before, most people are like, I just want to be successful. But you don't identify what you want to do. Yeah. Because like the morale piece of it is just as important as the financial piece of it. Yeah. If you don't feel like you're enjoying yourself every day, it doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account, you're miserable. Yeah. I mean, there's this thing that I I tell myself this on a regular basis. Like when you feel good, you do good. Right. It's not the other way around. And there are going to be times, I think, in every business owner's life where you maybe made a financial projection where you thought you were going to hit this goal and then you realize, oh, I didn't hit that goal. And so you didn't have that financial piece come into play. But if you genuinely enjoy what you're doing every day, whatever that is, then that's what's going to help you bridge that gap and continue to push forward. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's almost inevitable. Ask any business owner out there. They definitely probably had some type of fluctuation in finances at some point. It's yeah. just it happens, you know. It happens. Yeah. It happens. So well, thank you. Yeah. I no, thank like you. I feel the, like we could talk forever. We, yeah. <laughs> we could. We could. Thank Perfect. you. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Awesome. Love it. All right. This week's sneak peek from Saratoga Living is all about Halloween. So check out Saratoga Living Substack for all the full stories. And if you don't know what a Substack is, well, take a look. Our links are in the show notes. But Saratoga Living is only a six times a year publication. So it's after hours is three times a week. And it's all super local online publication with all the timely, edgy stories that you need in your life. This year for Halloween, after hours suggests going local. And I do not disagree. If you don't live in Saratoga, well, we'd love to hear from your ideas from Albany, Troy, Schenectady, or wherever you live in the capital region. So a couple of ideas they have for us is to dress up like the restaurant on Caroline Street, Hamlet and Ghost, one as Shakespeare's Prince of Denmark and the other in a sheet. So I love this idea for a kid is to dress up like a blue bottle of Saratoga water. I mean, that is adorbs. I hope someone does that. What we actually think will be the most popular costume, which I can't disagree with, and this is not local, but like, let's just be honest. People are going to be dressed up as Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I've already seen a ton of this on uh, Instagram and social media already. It's fine. I just, I also think we're going to see a lot of Barbies. So speaking of football, I'm sure a lot of ladies are watching the Chiefs play because they want to see Taylor in the stands. Um, So for all the insider info on where to watch which teams in Saratoga and who has the best snacks, the link to the full story is in our show notes. So go clickety-click over there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you want to connect with me, slide into my DMs on Instagram. My handle is Katherine Hover.